Hello, I'm Jeff Kowalski, the host of Creepypasta, the Creepypasta podcast. Normally on this show, I'll invite two guests to discuss some short horror story, or urban legend, or movie, or video game. Regardless of what the piece is, we will analyze and discuss it as a work of art. But I've had a desire lately to try something new, so for the next few weeks, this show is going to do something a little bit different. I'll be interviewing friends of the show and listeners about their experiences with urban legends, local rumors, and ghosts of a more domestic and personal nature. Since these are subjective experiences, I'll ask the skeptics in the audience to suspend your disbelief and believers to allow the storytellers to remain however skeptical they wish to. Just relax, everyone, and take in this first episode of Creepypodsta Local Legends. Joining me this week is fan of the show Shane, with some stories about the local legends of Middletown, New Jersey, as well as some campus hauntings at Susquehanna University. Here's Shane with the backstory on the haunting of Whippoorwill Valley Road. Uh, hi, I'm Shane Kellen. And uh, I am from Red Bank, New Jersey. Whippoorwill Road is a dirt road in uh, Middletown, New Jersey, that is near a lot of farms. As I've always driven on this road, like with my father, and it was always kind of creepy. Um, I didn't really hear about the ghost stories until I was like middle of like middle school, to which. Uh, the story goes, uh, a bunch of farm animals were dying from a disease, and apparently these five farmers blamed these 15 women for being witches, and hung them all along the trees along this dirt road. Um, and then, like five months later, all these farmers started getting ill and dying, and they were buried along that road with the witches, or the women that they hung. And supposedly driving up and down this road, like driving up it, you feel the 15 bumps of the women who died. And then driving down it, you're supposed to feel the five bumps of the farmers. I don't know which uh, is the correct direction to drive up and down it. (laughs) All I know is I've driven down it, and it's just dirt roads. (laughs) It's kind of like a rite of passage everyone has done in like high school of like late at night, like you know, witching hour or just midnight even, just uh, stopping there, parking in the middle, and turning your lights off and just waiting for something to happen. One weird New Jersey user also reports hearing crying babies on Cooper Road in Middletown, New Jersey. I asked Shane about this. Some of the local legends get a little muddled. Cooper Road, I always known, had the babies, and I think a Dancing Jesus statue? Yeah, I know they're all in weird New Jersey, too. But also, Whippoorwill Road is also the one that has, uh, supposedly, you'll see a truck driving at you, trying to run you off the road. 
that like appears out of nowhere and then just disappears. The area nowadays is this very kind of like rich upscale farms that are just using the farm name for tax evasion. <laughs> Supposedly nowadays you see like this giant truck. Um, and then supposedly you're supposed to see um, uh, hooded KKK members walking up and down it, and they're supposed to be ghosts. Next up, Shane tells me about some of the local ghosts at Susquehanna University, a private college founded in 1858 as a Lutheran Missionary Institute. Old schools like this tend to have their own ghosts, so I asked Shane if Susquehanna had any of its own. Yeah, I feel like every campus does. But so, Susquehanna is an older campus, and I used to give uh, ghost tours there, so I've heard so many random stories from people. So, the three main areas I could think of in hauntings was... Uh, the Degenstein Student Center, uh, Cybert Hall, and then Weber Chapel. Degenstein is named after Charles Degenstein, who was a big supporter of the campus. Um, he gave a lot of money to the uh, university. Uh, and so, supposedly, you can see his ghost walking um, around campus, always heading towards the Degenstein building. And supposedly you can see him sometimes in the building itself, just kind of wandering up and down the halls. So he doesn't he doesn't really do that much other than just walk around. He usually kind of apparently just vanishes or ignores you. Yeah, no, the ghosts in Susquehanna are either just ignore you or, like, ominously terrifying. <laughs> oh, and then there was uh, Hassinger Hall. That was my freshman year dorm. That had uh, a strange thing in it, too. Supposedly, so that was made up, it was three floors, and on the third floor, it was also, oh, so it was th uh, three floors, divided guys on the right side, girls on the left. It was a freshman, uh, freshman dorm, and on the third floor between the girls' bathroom and the uh, room to its left, you could supposedly see... Walking from that room to the bathroom, a uh, like kind of like a shadow figure walking, and uh, people who have stayed in that room uh, throughout the years have reported waking up to uh, the shadow staring at them with bright red eyes. Do you have to remember the room number? I think it was three sixteen. Yeah, my friend actually lived in that room, and uh, she never said she felt anything, but. I've known other people who've lived in that room who have actually woken up to the red eyes. Or so they say. <laughs> uh, okay, now Cybert's the fun one. So, supposedly there was a family that uh, died in a fire in one of the other buildings. And so the wife and the their two daughters uh, haunt the place. Uh, the mother will supposedly... Um, be seen walking the halls, as well as folding laundry and cleaning certain uh, like desks or making people's beds or organizing stuff. Because she's like a helpful ghost. <laughs> oh yeah, the, but then uh, other side, the two daughters, two little girls, they can, you can hear them supposedly running up and down the stairs, um, and you 
uh, they play pranks on people. They'll like kind of like uh, steal things, move things, um, hide things on you, and then supposedly like close doors, uh, lock doors. Uh, they're just little pranksters. As is normally the case with this sort of local ghost legend, the details are vague and timeless, so Shane didn't have much to say about the fire itself. Uh, so I know the school likes to be very quiet about it. Um, it happened a long time ago, but they don't like bringing it up, because I know there was, um, and I just knew uh, where the supposed building was, because um, right now on, cam- uh, on the campus where the building that caught burned down supposedly was... Uh, it's just a bunch of trees and yard now. So they never rebuilt it. Now this one is kind of like Hassinger. Uh, it's called the No-Face Girl. And she'll uh, appear like at the end of a hallway or um, behind a door with a window. And you just see um, what has been described as just a little girl with just a very uh, just flat face, no features. And people who have seen her has described it as uh, just feeling threatened, uh, something's not right, and that they should just leave. And it's really say uh, like the basement to Weber Chapel is just this like windowless two hallways with a bunch of windowless rooms because it's in the basement. And that's where people usually see her. The people also apparently see her behind the uh, chapel area because there's a giant like curtain and like a backstage kind of because it's also kind of like a theater too. So behind the chapel, behind the main stage is like kind of like um, all these like pulleys and levers and like kind of a theater backstage kind of thing. And people will apparently see her there and just want to leave. There is this room that's just like a uh, one wall is just full mirrors and supposedly being in there gives you some kind of like ominous feelings and messes with your head like you'll see her in the mirrors apparently i think those are all the main things that happened uh in weber although i had one night uh someone who came in who's supposedly psychic uh they came in one night we were doing our haunted house we always had the haunted house in weber chapel because people claimed it was the most haunted spot on campus yeah and we had someone come in who claimed they were a psychic that was like oh i just you guys should leave i don't feel comfortable here like why are you doing this on halloween (laughs) Next, I asked Shane about his own personal experiences with the supernatural. If he'd encountered any of these Susquehanna ghosts or anything spooky growing up in Middletown. Uh, so I can't say I ever had a personal experience. Um, just that I've known uh, someone who's claimed to see the ghost in Hassinger and another person who's claimed to had seen uh, the No-Face Girl. Yeah, then I had two. I had three friends who lived in cyber, but they never claimed to have seen anything. That's all for my interview with Shane and for this week's episode. The music you're hearing now is a song called Lying on the Bridge, composed by past guest and friend of the show, John Began. You can find more of John Began at soundcloud.com slash jonathanbegan or at strangerstillshow.com. 
you want to hear more from Shane, you can follow him on Twitter at AngelicFiend13 or his art Instagram, Caffeinated Sloths. If you would like to support the show, please go to patreon.com slash jeffjk, where you'll be able to find the full unedited interview with Shane. That will be available to all backers at the $1 per month level and above. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Creepypodsta, or me on Twitter, J3FK. You can follow me on Instagram, JeffJK. You can join our Facebook group, Creepypodsta Fan Group. That's all for this week. Thank you for listening, and please, let me know if you've enjoyed this episode. I know it's different from what we usually do, but I'd really appreciate it if you'd share it with someone who doesn't listen to the show. Thank you, and goodbye.